You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Money Boss parents, we're thrilled to welcome you to another exciting episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast, your go-to source for mastering the art of parenting without breaking the bank. Today, I want to welcome Elizabeth Cates, a renowned influencer and event director who wants to spill the details about her upcoming book, The Budget Bash, a guide to planning children's parties on the budget, which is hitting the shelves in December of 2023. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Elizabeth's cultivating journey from mummy blogger to influencer. Guided by a business coach, she uncovered the perfect blend of creativity and financial wisdom while navigating the realm of stay-at-home motherhood. Curious about the key points we're going to cover with Elizabeth today? Well, here they are. From imagining themes on a budget to DIY decorations and party favors, thrifty foods and refreshments, the significance of looking for local suppliers and into your community, to actually thinking about how you can focus more on creating memories versus spending all your energy and time in thinking about what and how this next party is going to look like. So Money Boss parents, get ready to buckle up. This upcoming episode is your ticket to a world where budgeting meets brilliance. And parenting is not just a journey, but a celebration in itself. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am too. And, you know, one kind of interesting idea, and I'm so glad we're connected today, is um, actually right now is the time of this recording is on my mind because my son's fifth birthday is coming up. And so I'm kind of like, I haven't done much yet. It's about a month away. Um, But it's like the whole, you know, thinking about, all right, the planning has to start. But I know that, at least for me, for the last five years, it felt like a big undertaking um, to think about this stuff. And, and, you know, and I've done some great, great parties, at least least I think so. Um, Maybe I was going over the top with them. And it's it's definitely overwhelming, like selecting the venue and the cake and the the themes and all of that. Um, And I also was just looking because I'm I like the statistics. It it does help to connect the dots. But like, what do other people spend on, you know, kids birthday parties? And there's an average, but I feel like, you know, it's the numbers are, you know, maybe here in US are different than in UK, but like something along the lines, like, like at least $500. Um, yeah. for a birthday party. So I'm excited to connect because I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts and, you know, how can parents do this differently? Um, maybe cheaper, maybe, you know, maybe you can find another word, maybe more purposely, but mm-hmm. there's got to be a better way to do this. So let's just dive in. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about your planning and um, an upcoming birthday. I mean, I've recently just had my daughter's first birthday. And like you said, I think this is one of the things that sparked the interest in the idea of creating budget bash is because I went over budget, but I worked in the party sector for a really long time. So I kind of knew the right people to ask to help me. And I knew the right questions to ask to get the look that I wanted and what things that I was going to spend my money on versus what I was going to save my money on. And I created a comprehensive guide and how I really done that. And, um, showed basically how I did it for 500 and how I did it for less than that on different parties and different birthdays. Um, obviously my background is in event planning and event coordinating social media. I started off as a social media president and then I monetized my income while being a stay at home mom. And then I ended up creating a unique concept called Petite Puddings. And it's actually a playgroup company where parents can pay to come to these like lavish parties. Uh, one of the biggest things I had a problem with really was comparing myself all the time to these people and thinking to myself, oh, I don't have this. I can't do this. I, we don't have the budget to be doing like extravagant Kim Kardashian style birthday parties. But I really like the look of it. And the idea is that you can create these memories with this like theme that you associate your child with. And that concept just sparked the idea of creating those themes, but allowing people to come and enjoy kind of all that hard work without having to spend spend the money doing it yourself because obviously it would be a ticketed event and um yeah. yeah it's it's developed into just this passion that i had from diy being budget savvy and my husband is very like particular he's a he's a finance guy so i always had an interest of where i could save a penny or two if it was up to me you know and one of the biggest ways i've learned has been just being creative using Pinterest using technology is one of the biggest things I do um, to help that creativity and that flow um, inside a budget bash you can kind of find a budget planning flow chart so something that will help you go from start to finish and I think this is going to be really helpful for parents I love that and I can't wait to get my hands on it I mean I've um I guess maybe it just depends on how creative you are as a person right or as a mom and so you and you of course work with what your budget allows for these kinds of things. But we all know, right, where the world is now and how cost of everything has increased. It's also like, you gotta be creative. And then I guess it, de it depends, right? Maybe you have more experience with this. Like if you planning uh, for a birthday party, if you have a boy versus a girl, right? <laughs> at least, you know, maybe there's some savings ideas, but like, if we have to start at the top, you mentioned there's a flow chart of how you make like decisions, but how do you, like, what would be helpful um, for someone to kind of like map out at the at first, like, do you look at finances to start with? Or do you like really come up with some ideas first and then um, kind of work around that? So I have a few cardinal rules for birthday parties. One is I don't believe that you should be inviting every single child in the class to a birthday party unless they have like a rule about it or it's something particular that you want to do, I guess, or that you can afford. Um, the easiest way to save money is just let's headcount less people for food, less people for this. So I always aim for about like a 10, 10 to 12 person like limit on these parties and I think that's kind of the first place I start is I look at who who I want to invite um where can I have it so can I have it at home without saving me money or do we have to get 
obviously a venue because the home's too small, we don't have enough garden space, or it's a winter birthday. All these factors play into line out kind of the foundation of where we could start at with how much money we want to spend on, on a party. So I guess those two are the first questions that I would have in, in my head before I would lay out a foundation of how much I want to be spending. Um, you, when you determine your budget, that is a personal choice, I believe, because it could be a first birthday where you're like, yes, I'm going to like go all out. I want to spend money on a caterer. I want to spend money on the balloons. I want to spend money on the venue. Or it's like a second birthday party and your kid already had a really cool big birthday party. And now you're just doing something in the backyard for friends. So you're making the food this time instead of getting a caterer. But instead, you're hiring more expensive entertainment and you're just fluctuating between those two questions in your mind of what is really something that you need to prioritize. And I think this is basically based off of the child's age as well. So, and what they want and what you want as a family to do. Yeah, I agree. I also, you know, I wish I would have, I would have understood this earlier because I did a big party for my son's first birthday. It just felt like, you know, after being a new mom, you're like, oh my gosh, I've made it to the first year. And it's like amazing to celebrate something. So, and then it was great. I mean, I have, I still look at all of those pictures and there's memories created forever. But then when the second birthday came, I was like, you know what? I don't have to. Like, I've, because uh, his birthday is in January. My son's Liam. He's turning five. Um, so it's like, and we didn't, ha like you said, we didn't have a whole lot of space inside. And I just wanted to invite everybody and anybody um, because it, you know, it was a big deal at, at a time. So I rented the tents and we had, you know, heaters inside. So it's like, it's almost like a wedding. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Second birthday came around. I was like, I don't need to do any of that because it took me months to plan and and order and decorate. And so, yeah, I, I think I think I agree. It's like depending on when um, your child's birthday is and what season it is and depends where you live. Right. Like even like I'm in Northern California and it's not as cold here in the winters. But it's still not like, you know, as pleasant and, and it could be a rainy day for a birthday, you know, party in January um, to hold, you know, to hold in the park or, or outside. So like location definitely makes the difference of what, you know, what you can actually afford. Now, yeah. personally, I also learned something as my son started going to preschool that you could just bring cupcakes or a little cake to, you know, to school. And like, that's, you know, a fun little event on its own. And those kids don't have to come to your house. Yeah, I agree. I think budgets can be such a personal thing when it comes to parties because parties and celebrations are considered a luxury item, isn't it really? It's not a necessity that we need. It's something we do for our children or for, for our families. It's something that is depending on the person who you are and what your financial situation is, is that what you can decide. And that's why I've decided to just not include, you know, the idea of like, you should spend this amount and you shouldn't spend this amount. It's more mm -hmm. about being savvy with what you're already spending. So say for example, you do have a 500 budget. You want, you want to do the space savers. You want to have a big outdoor one-year-old birthday party. You can do that. You shouldn't feel like bad about it yeah it's it's kind of something that you don't need but at the end of the day if you like make your own centerpieces you did something that you could keep 
um, forever, basically. So if you like go to a charity shop and you're creating something like they have a, a teddy bear theme or something, for example, and you create a little teddy bear on a balloon floating away. This is one of the, like the projects I talk about in Budget Bash. Or you're getting like faux flowers, you're collecting teapots from charity shops and you're creating like faux teapot flower centerpieces these are something that you can create as and keep as mementos in the future for like your child to have and keep so those teddy bears from his first birthday from his first birthday party he can keep that um a full flower centerpiece made out of a teacup can be kept for like your daughter's what wedding and some that is the sort of concept behind budget bash and what i've talked about is keeping costs low these are the hacks that keep the cost low but you splurging on something else is okay too or just not spending any money at all and just having like your close family around and still like creating their own first birthday cake that is the memory that a child will remember forever it won't remember how much you spend it's gonna remember what it was like or looking back at the pictures and what effort and what sort of um creativity you used as a parent to like showcase your love for your child because that's what you do isn't it for a birthday party you kind of showcase your love for your child you just go all out for them on their birthday Yes, that's true. I feel like I, I, you know, I've heard this over over the years too. It's like, especially when you have younger kids, it's like parents celebrate. Like it's you know, it's the day that you gave birth to a child, right? So it's a very special day, um, and it kind of gets mixed in with like, okay, yes, it's your child's birthday. So you know, I can see where like, okay, if you can afford that, sure, splurge on it. If or if it's in your budget, right? Like I feel like one, I do for a living. This is what I get to talk with my clients. Um, pretty much all day long, not just budgets, but, you know, finance in general, personal finance and, um, you know, how much money people spend and, and, you know, where it goes. And so I feel like that this category of giving gifts, because it comes up a lot for birthdays mm. or, you know, holidays and parties, right? Whether it's kids parties or adults parties, should be like a line item in your spending. It shouldn't be just like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, like, I, you know, you're kind of struggling and trying to figure out what can you afford. So, if anything, I think I would like to propose for, for for everybody to have those kinds of ideas. Maybe going into 2024, like what what would be your allocation in your spending? So that way, when when you're getting ready to give a gift, it's not a surprise. Same on the same note too. Like one of the things that I've asked grandparents to do, particularly for my son, is like, don't buy toys, right? Like how many toys do we need? And for us, because it's around, you know, Christmas and New Year holidays, it's like you're already getting a lot of stuff. So what can grandparents do or, you know, other family members? Like, for example, um, saving for college, right? Even if it's a toy that costs $25, why not use that money to directly help you like accomplish those big, big goals? So it's like, how do you reset, at least in my mind, like these expectations, right, of still having fun, but creating memories that are going to last um, a long time? I think one of the coolest things I've seen, um, someone actually had a binder and they would stick a twenty pound, um, twenty dollars or twenty pound note in the binder each birthday, and then on the eighteenth birthday, you know, they oh. give all this money or that sort of thing, or like a hundred dollar bill. And while they can buy like a more, a less expensive toy, so like you said, like twenty, thirty dollar toy, and then they keep this binder, they you know they're stashing away of twenty or a hundred or how much they can afford, and then on their big birthday they give them that binder and say this is for you to use to like move into your new apartment or this is for you to use to get your new car or you know whatever sort of thing. So those are those are a combination of what you could do 
um, financially. However, you could also look at it as, as like an experience wise. So instead of like the toys that they only use for like a year or like six months and then you're out of it and you don't know what to do with it, uh, you could also use the rule of maybe perhaps spending it on an experience that that child could use throughout the year. So a museum pass, um, something maybe education, like a pass um, on Kindle, a gift card for them, for them to use, that sort of thing. And even younger kids, they could get a lot of use out of like a Kindle gift card or something to go towards their, their future. But in terms of, you know, how you said grandparents being able to provide something um, longer lasting, like I would definitely circle back around to perhaps that binder concept of saving money for them kind of on the side and then surprising them on their important birthday. Um, yeah. or, in or instead, instead of spending so much money in a birthday party, use our use the budget bash guide to then um, do smaller birthday parties, maybe more intimate birthday parties on deep and use do it yourself decorations and fun little crafts and then instead of spending that money on a birthday party stash that away in the binder and then give it to them on a, on a big birthday to celebrate something larger becoming a new parent is extraordinary life-changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry excitement and fear suddenly you're not only responsible for yourself but also for another little person who depends on you for everything and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, private school, or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the Money Parent Checklist comes in. I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for the, your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z, so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one. But don't let money worries Get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. Yes, I like that idea. So can we can we talk a little bit about your guide or your guide, the guide or the the chart that you mentioned? So I think the first was like, okay, what's the creative theme? And if we do have a budget or if we just kind of want to have a number in mind, what do we what do we do next? Like how it, let's say if we're kind of more focused on maybe doing some of the stuff, you know, on our own as opposed to like going out and buying everything. So like if you're a more creative person. Yes. So I would utilize the use of technology. We've gone through this in my book where we have these smart swap ideas on instead of, you know, creating your buying invitations, create your own on Canva and just send it in an email. Like you can utilize technology to just save like a quick 20 five pounds or $25 just to something so simple. And I mean, while it's nice, I think now this generation, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they're already on their phone. They at least have Facebook. You know, you can ping them the thing and you're not, you know, wasting paper. You're being more economical. You're saving the environment. That's one of the biggest smart swaps. The second smart swap I think would be, would be to utilize Pinterest to guide you in your theme. So obviously use, utilizing our flow chart, we would start with the determining the budget portion. Then you would find a theme. So you'd come up with a theme that you wanted. So let's just use 
dinosaurs as example you would go on pinterest and you would research these ideas of um do-it-yourself dinosaur uh decorations a lot of pinterests also have a lot of free printables so you can utilize print out printouts that are free you can utilize um party hats that sort of thing where you're making printouts of those you can research kind of how other people have thrown in these different kind of themed dinosaur parties, TikTok videos, utilize social media to your advantage to then save these and try to recreate what they have done later. And that will save you a lot of time for just like buying a big party pack with all budget dinosaurs of in stuff in it that is like 20, 30 pounds or hiring a decorator that could be even be more, 200. Um, there's different levels of how you would create a party determining on your budget. My last thing I have to say is technology. You Utilizing technology is a huge advantage. You have DAL-E, which is an image generator, which you can type in what image you would want to see. So let's say we want dinosaurs wearing party hats at a birthday party, and there's a graphic on there. Pin that over to your invitations. Use it through, you know, your um, paper items that you're using at the birthday party. You can print them out and then cut them and then glue them onto little paper cups and your theme would go throughout the party and you can create kind of your own look, your own style, your own colors. Um, and you're not paying for a party planner. It does take you more time. That's why, you know, party planners are a luxury, but it's about having these resource resources and, and utilizing them to save you, you know, a few pennies if you can. Um, and now another large thing about you know the flow chart and creating something outside of it once you're utilizing these technologies effectively a big thing that's going to teach you to use these technologies are going to be social media so i've just gained a wealth of knowledge just scrolling well you know maybe people might say that's the healthiest thing to do but i'll just scroll and i look up i research hashtags i'm constantly looking for ideas for how to create something that is going to stay with us and not just going to be thrown out. So things I can just keep in the house, little mementos I can just grab and I can say, oh, that would be nice and maybe in his room on his bookshelf after the birthday party is over, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of different areas within the book will showcase you how to save money in terms of your decorations, your invitations, food and drink, entertainment, party favors, whether or not you need like a cake or dessert or if you can come up with a different concept, that's all included in like the breakdown of everything, um, including even how to work with vendors if you so do choose to. So it helps guide um, the reader into what questions they may, might need to ask or, you know, what things they should ask in order to maybe save them a few pennies because they don't need it. They don't need that particular service. Yeah, I, I like that. And we, we certainly will um will link in the show notes um once your book is out. So how um like in terms of food, like because that's probably like once you determine your theme, you sort of know what you're doing, have some ideas about the decorations, like that would be like the next big category, right? Like what are you doing? And, and I think you mentioned this at the beginning, like depending how, on how old the child is, right? Probably the food and, and refreshments and the cake will, will kind of differ. So how do you like, let's talk about the kids that are like in this, you know, one to five, one to seven uh, age um, gap and what, mm -hmm. what would be like the most appropriate to kind of like start with 
I would say in terms of if food, is that correct? So you're, are you asking me if like working with a caterer, a vendor, or what kind of things we could create for the children around this age? More, more focused on like, if you're thinking about, all right, here's, you know, a child who's like six years old and, you know, what would be some like of appropriate food items to have for the right. birthday party? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. If, so- yes. If you're putting it together yourself. Yeah, so if you're putting it together yourself, I would say always selection of finger foods. A lot of things people don't tend to realize is the pre-cutting process of everything that needs to happen for these finger foods. So, you know, grapes that need to be cut in half, put to the side, carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, um, little snack bites, so finger sandwiches, a variation of those, ham and cheese, something very, very simple like to spread throughout. And then if you want to create something that's memorable, that gets your guests excited, this is where the research comes in that I was speaking to before, Pinterest, ChatGPT, these sort of things. You can even ask AI now to create, you know, a custom menu based off the people that will be attending your party, what kind of food you want to serve and so forth. It's always always about prompting them. So if you go into ChatGPT, you log in, you go under the text box, it's all about how you prompt. So you could say it like this, acting acting as a food nutritionist for a six-year-old i'm planning a birthday party and i want to serve really nice healthy food but also we have a dinosaur theme come up with some concepts to help us along this theme and it will help you guide you through a menu and how to plan that menu for obviously your dinosaur themed birthday party for six-year-olds this is the sort of thing that you you can utilize to your advantage um i have delved into different topics like that before and you can find those guides obviously throughout um budget bash you have tea party we have Tea party, tea party, superheroes, pirate, pirates and mermaids, and that sort of thing. Trying to get your get your mind wrapped around the design process of your party. So, what kind of steps you need to take? So, your DIY decorations, then your food selection, and uh, finally, kind of maybe um, favors or mementos that you want to give away from your party. And I think wrapping back to what you said around the food, wrapping back to what you said around the food, I believe that. If you are to create children's items, you should also think about the adults because they want to have a fun time too, don't they? So mm-hmm. looking about what items we can use as a centerpiece. So can we create like a dinosaur uh, veggie board kind of shaped as like a mouth? And how how do we do that? We want to research on Instagram and Pinterest and utilize these platforms and, you know, technology um, to come up with these ideas and creating those on your own. But like you said, I think the biggest thing in terms of finance is, depending on your budget are you able to splurge or are you able to save on food so if you're able to splurge on food and you want to hire a vendor they might have a discount for child's portions so you might not have to pay for a full portion you might be able to pay for a child's portion and then let's just say you have 25 guests coming but 10 of which are children you don't need a portion for 25 or you don't need to quote for 25 you need to quote for like 10 children and maybe five adults because you know not everybody's going to want a full sandwich and a full helping of the food so i think that's something that you can like think about when it comes with budgeting and how you're going to serve your food i don't think you need to go ott and buy like a serving for every single person unless it's a child you kind of want to you know do that for them but if it's like adults do we just need like pastas and sandwiches and you know cold little things or can we just like whack in a pizza for us and then do the kid stuff so that's where you can save money you can have all your friends over that you know your mom friends and you're just gonna do like a pizza you know for the adults or just make sure the kids eat 
because your budget's lower or something like that. I don't think it, at least in the UK, the culture is a little bit different where when you go to a kid's party, the adults don't really get fed. Like it's just kids food and then you eat the food. I don't know if it's any different in the US because obviously I haven't been a mom over there, but I, from what I remember, it used to be like, you know, everybody ate everything. It was a family style ordeal. Also saying that, a big money saver would be obviously potlucks. So this concept of potlucks is kind of what I've brought over to the UK. Um, wow. Recently, we recently have a Halloween party, and because it wasn't a child's birthday party, I didn't feel obligated to like supply everything. I was inviting other children from the school and their parents, so I just asked them to bring like a Halloween themed dish to pass, and everyone got excited because they were able to like look on Pinterest and social media and create their only little Halloween dish. You can kind of do that for birthday parties or any kids bashes as well ask mom you know mom can you actually make like the dinosaur thing i'm trying to save time and money because i'm obviously planning the whole thing and biggest like time constraint is food prepping the food before the party could you help me could you like maybe help me a little in that area be creative with me i don't i don't feel like it's a faux pas to ask either obviously you don't want to be asking your friends to bring food to your kids birthday but maybe they can bring drinks they can bring like the capri sun sort of thing that's like that will save some money if you've got like the whole class coming over agree yes that's actually a really clever idea i didn't think about that. i'm like yeah we might gonna be asking my guests to bring <laughs> something but yeah the way you put it sounds really like innocent like oh just help you know help me out because it's a lot of um, a lot of things to undertake. I like that. Especially a lot. if you have a birthday party, let's say in the summer, in the in the Christmas holidays, could you do your kid's birthday party as like a cookie exchange thing? So like all the kids get to come over, decorate cookies. Um, the moms get to bring like a cookie to pass or something, you know, make it like a mom group thing. So you're socializing, you're making, trying to make friends, you know, um, get putting yourself out there a little bit where we can say, oh, I'm going to try my like cookie recipe from America. Everyone bring a cookie to pass and we'll all go home with like something unique and then the kids can all decorate cookies and then yeah. you can you can utilize that really um for december birthdays even though people hate december birthdays there's a lot of like cool and unique things and concepts you can kind of create around a child's birthday to still make it memorable or tradition agree i one thing i think we should we should definitely talk about um or a little more about is like creating experiences like so this year the reason i haven't really planned any anything big yet for my son is because we're going away we're going to legoland um it's like a disneyland uh but for you know for all all, all things lego i have not been but he's been asking for it and he's just been obsessed with with building Legos. And so I said, you know, that sounds like a great idea. And it, it feels a lot lighter on me for some reason, just because I don't have to frantically run around and and try to come up with all of this stuff. Um, so like experiences, right? Because I, I, I think and he's totally fine with it. I mean, the five year old quite doesn't really understand he knows he's gonna have this experience he knows it's his birthday party so it's not like well where's my birthday party you know because now I'm back with my friends so how can you like incorporate more of that it doesn't have to be as grand because it's not uh cheap frankly to go to you know either Disneyland or any of these amusement parks but there's other ideas so how do you incorporate this, the more experience in, in all of this versus like focus so much on, on all of these little details where at the end of the day, like kids just want attention, right? They want you mm -hmm. with them. Yeah. So I actually took my child away to a place called Alton Towers for his fourth birthday with my best friend. We went without the dads. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
with other you know partners and we took our kids and you know Weston my son is like married to this little girl so they're just they grew up together and he kind of they both have the same birthday around the same time and we're like let's just go away let's not plan any birthday parties let's not fuss let's just go have like a weekend away kind of with the kids they loved it they mm-hmm. had like little presents to open in the hotel room they slept in the bathtub like for five minutes they jumped on the beds they went to the amusement park and that was their birthday you can do that with other things as well you can do that with your family or with a friend you know depending on how old they get so when they get to about like 13 i remember going away to like a water park for my birthday with my best friend and that was way more way more better i think a lot of children's relationships as they grow tend to fluctuate they might have just one you know one friend that they kind of hang out with and they don't really want to have you throw the idea of them of having a birthday party because maybe they don't have like all the friends in the class that you know they're they're vibing with the minute or anything like that and I think that's okay just creating a special moment um my mom actually used to do a valentine's day and a galentine's day where we would just go get like little debbie snacks watch tv and like have a little get together with me and my friend and I remember those moments over these over lavish birthday parties because I didn't grow up with a lot of money I we did like special things growing up but those were more or less like the special things to you to create before Pinterest he used to just do theme days <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's just it's just those little tiny experiences that definitely will make a bigger difference I think when they're one the the memory is more for your family for the birthday party so do you remember when we had our first birthday yeah we had all like the family over do you remember the second not so much third not so much <laughs> like you know the staple birthday parties and I think one is one I think definitely 13 and 16 and 18 but I was a birthday person I loved them and I you know <laughs> my, par- my parents wasn't a fan but I would I would throw myself a theme birthday I don't care <laughs> I, I love it yeah so it depends on your personality too one yeah. uh, one concept you mentioned too and I'm kind of like trying to explore this a little bit like I've had friends who were really creative where they held the parties but I feel like gosh like I, I kept thinking of like gosh you are so lucky because your kids birthdays were like in the summer or you know in the spring and like give me some creative ideas when it, when it's like December so like in your community like where where like if you're looking for a place right in the colder months w- mm-hmm. what would be some some ideas that you may have for families like where so, would you go I think this would be a really hard geographical question because what I remember I grew up in Wisconsin so we really didn't have any other options other than like the basement or like our friend's house that was bigger and their basement <laughs> and like a combo party that that was kind of the options that we had to utilize and obviously your friend group and who you know and who has a basement it's not so much the essence of where it is is what you can create around it so like if you're doing a basement party maybe you can do like a camp thing where you can set up tents in the basement and pretend you really got a camp out in the middle of winter it's utilizing the place that you want to be and the things that you want to be doing but putting that in a situation where you already are at um where we are at so in england we have village halls and halls that can be rented out like per hour or per four hour block and they usually have a kitchen so another place like this would be like a church um and they could you could utilize their space as well it depends really what kind of budget you have because you can go for like you know the wedding venue places where you would hire out you can utilize airbnb so if you're having like a little sleepover um just finding a cozy little nook if you don't really have the space for all those teenagers it, it kind of is it is what you make it and it's just being crafty on utilizing what you already have available to you 
Yes. No, I, I liked a lot of those suggestions, like also um, community centers or like, I feel like around, you know, like maybe if you live in a neighborhood that has like a, you know, s- some communities have like a pool house or like there's yeah. like a space that you can utilize, not everybody, but like I've seen people get creative with that too. And and you're right. It is it is really not where you go. It's like more of what you make out of it. But it's an idea, right? Because next time you're like, oh my gosh, where should we go? Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm asking the question for myself. <laughs> well, I mean, like it depends on how many people you really have coming, doesn't it? Yeah. So it if it's your whole family and your extended family, you definitely need a hall. Like we had family Christmas parties and we always had to go to like a church hall because there was seven brothers mm-hmm. and sisters on my dad's side. So it was just massive amounts of people. But there obviously was a deal because it was a church. You know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to say. Save it at the end of the day. But if you end up having to dish it out, you're going to have to cut your numbers, aren't you, really? If you don't have availability to have anywhere big. Or, you know, if it's just at your house, everybody can cram it and have a little cozy style cozy style thing. But um, it's it's your comfortability, really. And it's just having the the resources resources on how to be creative with what you have. Like I said, looping back to the basement concept of, you know, pitching up tents and having like a camp, camp whoever kind of day where you do like little activities downstairs and you sleep in the tents inside or something when they want the theme, you know, but like you said, I think social media um, technology is a huge aspect of combating that creative block. I like that. One thing that um, I think Tony Robbins said this, um, it's not what resources you have. I don't know if I'm uh, paraphrasing this right, but it's something like it's not the resources you have. It's how resourceful you are. Exactly. So exactly. It's, it's like, and and I feel like, I, and, and it, I feel like this conversation has given me more permission to be resourceful versus like, ah, and I mean, again, I know we're all busy as parents, you know, life happens to all of us. So it's like giving yourself like this um, space to be okay with, Hey, maybe this this year the party is not as grand as you may have thought in your mind because the kids mm-hmm. don't know, but um, you've created a lot of memories. And I I don't yeah. know about you, but for me, those are the most important things that you kind yeah, of walk so away. If you don't have the resources financially to splurge on, you know, hiring someone else to do all the, the work, scale it back. Accept that. Accept that it's not going to be what you desperately want it to be but at the end of the day it's not like you said about the resourcefulness it's not about creating something that is you know luxury grand um instagram worthy all the time because it's draining no one wants to do that and i think people are starting to step away from that age of you know fomo comparison you can accept that it's there i'm not going to deny that we're like going to just forget about it it's there. You're on it. You're looking at it constantly every day. It's just being resourceful and how to combat that in your mind. So yes, I want a candy cane theme, big birthday party. No, it's not going to be like this massive candy cane theme, like balloon set, everything full on, but maybe it's just like, Oh, we've made ourselves like candy sushi and that's a candy theme and that's cute. And everybody got to like, be involved in that process or we created something a crafty DIY for your candy cane birthday party, but we didn't just throw it away because it's the party's over and it was made out of cardboard. <laughs> you know, we like took our time together doing this and now we're going to keep it in your bedroom as like memento and now you're going to have a candy cane themed birthday like for a year, you know, that sort of thing that you can do with your kid to l- the, make the party last longer than just the day. 
That's today. Yeah. So I feel like these, these over time as kids get older, like the, what you do and how you, you know, kind of set up and how you celebrate all of these things are teaching them, right. These are life lessons that they get to take away with them as they grow up. So at least for me, I feel like that's, that's where I want to spend my energy um, the most going forward. So with your book, tell us um, when it's coming out, what, uh, where uh, everybody can find it and how do they get their hands on it? Yes. Yeah, so Budget Bash is a guide to planning kids' parties on a budget, basically. Simple, plain and simple. Use the hashtag if you end up, you know, planning a party using the guide. You can get the guide on Amazon. It's on pre-sale right now on Kindle for $9.99. And then the paperback is only £12. I wanted to make this, you know, as affordable as possible because it's a budget guide. It just doesn't make sense to, you know, upcharge everything. And I'm basically taking, I just want to provide this for you know, parents. Amazon obviously has their own sort of fees that they take, but I'm not taking anything outside of like, I think two pounds something. And I just want people to have that. I would just want people to spread the word. Um, you know, obviously if they get their hands on the paper, paper book copy, then they're able to keep that. On the back of the copy, there's budget worksheets. So you can actually dive into like planning out your budget. So you have sheets and sheets. You have about, I think six sheets in total that give you a sample budget of what I spent in the past The sample budget mm -hmm. of what, you know, I can look at doing in the future. And then having a few extra pages for themselves to kind of write down I'm a right person so I uh, rip out write down and use it to guide them throughout their budget planning process when they're party planning using the guide that's awesome I, I I'm so excited to kind of see what what, what all your budget uh, line items are <laughs> but that's maybe me of the financial planner um awesome so how can our listeners connect with you Elizabeth yes yeah, so I'm on Instagram at, at Beth brains the bash <laughs> it's quite a unique one I kind of came up with while I was writing but I was like yes let's just change it all I love it um yeah so find me on Instagram I'm also on TikTok at Elizabeth J Cates and I create guides on there mainly videos so things I've seen on TikTok and I recreate them and it's fun and I also had fun on there too but um yeah you can find me on both awesome well all right we'll include all of this in the show notes uh, before we close any last minute thoughts Thank you so much for having me. I hope I do you proud with my financial uh, plan and my budget. So I'm looking forward to sending you a copy. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice. Hey there, Money Boss parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you, who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com.